Uh, I told Stacy when Joe Rogan got his payday, if Spotify offers us a hundred million dollars to, nope. to tell them where to stick it, shove we're it, we're not it. up your ass. <laughs> yeah, no, we do not sell. They out. cannot buy TRP for a hundred million dollars right they now. They can we shove it up my ass if they want to. <laughs> I'm more than happy to take it. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. We've got a banging show for you today. we got the entire crew here. We're not in person, but we are socializing via the interwebs. Let's go ahead and introduce everybody. I'm your host, Joel. Across from me is our resident cook and the one, the only, Jeremy Whitelaw. Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to him is our pit master and producer, the tickler, the man who makes it all happen. We got Matt Farr. Levels, levels. Then the backbone of the show, the sweet and sassy, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, we uh, got a really good episode. We're really excited about some of the things we're going to talk about today. Um, but I have to tell you guys, last week's episode was fire. Uh, like <laughs> it was something else, like listening back through it. I've listened to it twice and I never listened to uh, any of them twice. I've listened to it twice and both times was grinning and laughing the entire it's time. Funny, he came home from work today and he had his earphones in and he's just chuckling and he pulls his <laughs> earphones out and he goes, I just finished up that episode for a second time. And he goes, that was good. Yeah, dude, Matt, <laughs> Matt again. Primo, primo producer right there. That, that, you, that editing like, you did, oh, so good. <laughs> you guys didn't have to hear like the hour and a half of stuff that I cut out of the final like 50 minute episode that, that everybody else got to hear. But yeah, it was fun. And at one point I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like we had the whole dream sequence and, and I couldn't cut it out totally because Jeremy kept referencing it through the whole rest of the show. Like, <laughs> but that okay, was good. I liked it. Move it to the end. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. But what I didn't like is how you all bitched out on your uh, stashes immediately. <laughs> Man, I now, had a happy I, I had I, to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I had mine for a good five or six hours. I oh, mean, well, I'm so proud of you, Jeremy. I will. I also will say, Jeremy looks like he's about 15 years younger now. I know. Like he's got it. Like he's in high school. <laughs> I will say that uh, um, we uh, probably should tone down the consumption levels <laughs> yeah. on the next get together. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was in uh, rough shape whenever y'all wasn't. Left. Like y'all were on a different level than well, I me was. And, me and Jeremy went pretty hard. You know, Matt Matt was driving, so he 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 cut out pretty pretty uh, or quit drinking pretty early, and um, I don't know. I mean, finishing off with those Cuban cigars was just blissful. That was nice. But that kind of put you all over the edge. Sure, until I was like... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> yeah, know? and I know by the time I got home, I was getting pictures of Joel asleep with ice cream in his lap. Dude, I, yeah. I crushed a freaking uh, quarter gallon of ice cream and then passed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's perfect. But anyways, that that episode, I've I've received a ton of DMs. Like people have really enjoyed it. They loved it. And something else that I'm getting a lot of feedback on is people really enjoyed the bourbon tasting. Yep. Oh wow. yeah, that needs to be a regular segment whenever whenever we get together. Yeah. I already have a couple of ideas for future themes. So, I'm not going to fill you guys in on them now, but if you if you guys listeners have ideas, uh hit me up on Instagram at @barbecue and uh shoot me some DMs. I'll see if I can't get them worked in for you. 
That's yeah, right. for sure. Because I had several people message and say, you know, oh yeah, like the rare meat is is one of the one of my favorites. Or I've been a wild tr- turkey drinker for a long time, and um, I think a lot of people enjoyed uh, us blindly tasting that and getting our feedback uh, yeah. on wild turkey. So that that was super cool. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And Jeremy, those rapid fire questions were they were really good. Were they rapid? They were rapid fire. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> Matt, if you could add like a cool graphic in there, you know, when you're done. Yeah, like a comic book punch or something. I don't know. There we go. All right. So I will say that um, we had to, uh, this this podcast we're recording right now, we were, I was almost late for because we are going camping tomorrow. And when we go camping, we basically bring, uh, it's like we're moving for, out for a week or two, even though we're only going for two days. You, you saw the, <laughs> the groceries, the freaking equipment. Because when we like, when I camp, when we camp, we like to go hard. I'm not talking about just burgers and dogs or just dogs and you know, like roughing it stuff. We have we're doing skirt steak tacos. We're doing hibachi out there. We're gonna have you know uh, a hash as well. What else are we doing? Um, we're doing some special burgers, uh, chicken nachos cooked mm-hmm. over. Um, so we're bringing our whole outdoor camp kitchen basically. And it's amazing. <laughs> well, we are and doing, chef. <laughs> yeah, well, we are doing dogs though too. Uh, just so yeah, have that nostalgia in there. So, so you're going glamping is what you're telling us. Yes. It's straight it's up. It's not, okay. it's straight up hardcore. Well, no, it's drop like, camping. Only, we're not in an RV mattress and you have like AC and stuff. The and only, like it's inside a building and like, that's normal camping, right? The only <laughs> cooking equipment we're bringing is the, what's it called? The P60, the camp chef, Pro 60. Pro 60. Of course, it's got like the grill box attachments, the flat top attachment. And then we are bringing uh, our cast iron just to cook over the fire. I used to bring, I used to, have, y'all seen it, the the Watchman stove. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. used to, the, every time we were camping, we would bring the Watchman stove and then we bring the pit barrel. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's also, there was also a charcoal grill uh, at that little campsite that we're at. But we would cook on those, but it was just, it was a bunch of different cookers. But now I've got this Pro 60. I can do, I got the barbecue box. I got the griddle top. I can even bring the pizza oven if I want to, you know, out there and do all kinds of crap stuff. So you're no. not bringing any, any smokers though, like your pit barrel? No, because our, our we're main- limited on, on space this year. Um, for one, because our sister-in-law is currently deployed. Um, she's in Qatar right now, heading to Afghanistan, but uh, she usually goes and brings a, a different vehicle on top of what my brother brings. Cause we're camping with him. And then we're actually bringing our second, our youngest child with us for his first camping trip. So we are, we've got his car seat where we usually like lay the seat down and have more space. So we thought we, just, we could cook everything either over the fire on that piece. Yeah. So 60. I was thinking about, and tell me what you guys think, cause we're making skirt steak tacos. I was thinking about taking those skirt steaks and actually cooking them over hot coals. Oh, like caveman style? Yeah. Just directly on the coals? Well, I mean, so, like, I don't know. I, I've seen people do that before. I've not done it yet. Jeremy? Yeah, to, to do that, you're going to want to use a lump charcoal, like Jealous Devil. Uh, you don't want to use briquettes because they have too much ash on them. Um, and then when you use a lump charcoal, first you're going to want to blow it off. Like, get it real hot, get it ashed over, blow the ash off, and then throw the steaks on it. Otherwise, you'll get all that ash on the meat. So you don't think uh, I could use the wood, the wood coals from the wood fire we're going to have? Well, that's a little different because because wood flames up, whereas charcoal will uh will will burn an ember, and 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 that's what you want is is those embers because if if you throw like a piece of meat onto like a live flame, it's just going to put the flame out. Oh, okay, yeah, that that, I'm glad you you said I'm glad you said that because I uh, probably would have uh, screwed those skirt steaks up. (laughs) 
we will uh, update you next week. Like some, uh, as to how some, they go. Pi- some pine logs or something. <laughs> yeah. Treated lumber. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you make sure you follow at that reload life on Instagram, we'll be storying through the whole weekend and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, while we're all plugging our, our Instagrams, I'm at the Kitchen White Law. So, you know, follow that too. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I want to, uh, I got some news. I got a story I want to tell you guys. Oh, oh, a story already. No, We're already getting I, into the story. Imagine that. I thought you want I was, to put a beep in here, Matt, so you can cut this later? Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought I was going to get a bigger reaction based off my shit from last time. <laughs> so, uh, no. Did you all see? I got some some current event stuff. I just sent the link to the winner's um, uh, little our page or our group. And did you all see where NASA, they have this thing up, this, this like, antenna they sent up in space it's up in antarctica and they have they think they have found a parallel universe what that they said that it's something i mean it's and this is all over this is the new york post that that that's talking about this they think they they have found something that where t- time is going backwards um in this parallel universe but to them or if there was beings in this side we we be the ones going backwards I don't even okay. get that. Like my mind won't even. It's wrap just around like some it. sci-fi crap. You know, we just had aliens that, that that our military has said, "Yeah, we got some UFOs up in this jazz." Like they've let that out of the bag. So we have aliens. No one's even blinking an eye at that. And now they're like, "Hey, we found a parallel universe. We're gonna have like, you know, they're gonna." But is this on another planet or like I don't get it? No, this is like another dimension kind of a thing that they everybody talk that they talk about in the movies and crap. So how does it go backwards? Like so, like people are like in like. All of a sudden, like sophisticated, and they start going primitive. That's what. Have you ever seen what, Benjamin Button? <laughs> that's what. No, that, that's what he my. Starts uh, as an old man, and then my brother said the same thing. I have no freaking idea. I'm not a scientist. I think it's a little crazy, um, but they're probably going to try to open a portal, and it's going to be like Pacific Rim, where kaiju are coming out and trying to kill us uh-uh, all. I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> that, is, that is an underrated movie. It is like. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for like adults. Like yes. that's a really good movie. What movie? It's called Pacific <laughs> Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, it, it's very good. Who's in that um, movie? Is it Keanu Reeves or Nicolas Cage? Or no, neither. No, no. Uh, Char- 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 Charlie Hunnam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Charlie listen. Sons of Anarchy. Have you seen the second one? No. It's not good. It's garbage. The first one, the, yeah. the OG, that's a good movie. Second very one good. is garbage. I gotta read more on this. I don't know if I can do this on the air, but that. Uh-uh, this doesn't need to happen. They don't need to be tapping into any of this in my lifetime. Well, let's say this. We're, we need to, we'll save this jazz for another podcast because we can go down a deep, deep rabbit hole on this one. Let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be talking about some great barbecue gear and some new products that we all uh, have obtained or know about. So stick around. Catch us on the other side when we uh, talk about all this cool stuff. What's up, y'all? We are back from our break, and Joel steamrolled out her whole first segment about aliens in, Ar- in, Ar- in Antarctica. Damn straight. So now we're going to talk about something more relevant, like burgers. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> when we were together last, we had some amazing Haltman Family Meats burgers. We had the bacon cheddar ones. And then tonight, mm-hmm. I made the pepper ones. Um, have you guys had those ones yet? Not yet. I want to try them. I've got some, and I just haven't had a chance to try them yet. Okay, so I'm curious on how they went because those are my parents' favorites. I liked them more than the ones we had, but it could have been the cooking method. It was very different from how we made them. So um, you talked about them, Stacey, how your parents like to divide them into like quarter pound patties because they come in these huge ones. And I did that because, um, you know, it's me and my wife and our two little kids. So we had four burgers instead of just the two. But I used my Camp Chef flat top and I cooked them like you would like a diner style burger, you know, like kind of smashed them down a little bit and then flipped them. And what happened was all the cheese started leaking out and then seared on the outside. So you had a crust of cheese on both sides of the burger. And that, like, when we had them on Saturday over charcoal on the Weber, fantastic burgers. We loved them. I mean, we couldn't eat them fast enough. But this was a whole nother game. It was a game changer. Like, I would highly recommend y'all trying that, just searing them. And, oh, so good. And, you know, it's funny because they just got a Camp Chef flat top that we bought them for Christmas. Yeah. And um, so, you know, they, they take the half pound burger, Her they parents, half them, the my way. parents, yeah, they take the half pound yeah. burger, they half them, they get the quarter pound burger and they cook it on their flat top as well. Now they've never yeah. had the bacon cheddar ones and we actually, Joel and I, they've been helping us around the house, getting our house ready to sell. So I ordered them um, from Haltemans, I ordered them the eight pack of the bacon oh, nice. cheddar burgers. So that actually showed up today. Oh, I ordered those on Monday afternoon. They showed up today. Wow. Can't beat it. Nice. I probably shouldn't date the podcast. Probably not. But I'm curious how <laughs> too late uh, now. I'm curious how the bacon cheddar ones do because I bet the bacon will get real crispy. That's on the outside. That <sighs> sounds so good. Well, I mean, yeah. There's when anytime you're cooking a burger, if you can cook it in a cast iron or in, on a flat top like that, you're just holding. It's just cooking in all those juices, all of its own, mm-hmm. you know, awesomeness. And like, like when I, I was storing these and I had someone comment on them and stuff, he's like, look at that sear on it. And what it was is just the cheese leaking out and then just crisping up on the outside of the burger. It had a, uh, a crust on it. Like you wouldn't believe it was so good. I I'm hope get, you took a picture. I'm getting a food boner right now. A food oh, boner. A burger boner. <laughs> a burger boner. <laughs> I, to take a picture. I don't normally photograph my food. I'll have to no. think about that for next time. <laughs> Thank Joel's you for that tip, Stacey. here with a rock-hard burger boner. I hope you document it. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple, honey. All right. Hey, can, can this be a new segment? Tips from Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should take a picture of your, of your meals. You might go far on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of barbecue, I want to get into some barbecue gear um, that we've all kind of been like uh, chatting about here as of late. Um, of course, I want to throw up first as a shameless plug that uh, Reload Rub and Seasoning, we have our 32 ounce tanks out. So we've got big, massive bottles of your favorite seasoning um, in stock right now at reloadrub.com. And, it's- and, and surprisingly, like people. People are ordering multiples of the same flavor of the tank. So Dude, I know y'all be using up some of that seasoning. I'm telling you, man, if this, if this keeps up, we're going to have to place another order of this because people are crushing our stock on the big bottle, on the tank bottles. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm freaking pumped. Dude. Well, we kind of just tipped, uh, touched our toes to the water with it just to see what the um, response would be. And it's more than I thought. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. I, I love it. You guys are using up some reload and and... Yeah. Are you guys thinking about expanding those into other flavors based off this response? Yes. So, I mean, but based off what, you know, 
we, we, we've kind of right now we only have the three flavors fully loaded double action and magnum is the magnum. Only, only three that we're rolling with but we have had some people asking what about this what about that so if things keep up we'll keep going the way they are we'll probably expand out into those as well and right now we are currently sold out of fully loaded other than the tanks and we're wow. sold, we're sold out of all of our small bottles of pack and heat um and it just seems like all of a sudden everybody wants pack and heat. Everybody wants all those pack and heats, and we're like, ah, we I know, have it. Like, I know. We can't keep it, can't keep it in fast enough. So we got some freshly bottled right now that's happening this it's week and coming. Back several shows ago, when we had Noah Cheek from Cheeky Barbecue try that pack and heat on air, that's yeah. what that they're just flying off the shelf ever since. Mm-hmm. That's right. what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Cheeky. Hey, and he cooked it on that awesome crispy chicken sandwich. So yeah, he did. That was, guys, chicken. you know what we need to do. We need to get Aldente Diva T to get on her TikTok challenge and do like a tablespoon of pack and heat no! as like a challenge on TikTok. You guys would blow up. <laughs> we like, probably would if she, she didn't die. Probably, no, she would probably do it. Pack and heat's her favorite blend. Oh, we should do that. Yes. It, yeah, it, she can't. She loves that one. It'll it'll all be on her too if someone you know hurts themselves. Aspirates. Hurts themselves. Aspirates. Pepper flakes. Thank you. I knew it was an A word. I couldn't get it out. But something that I'm actually curious in, I've only, I've not researched it. Um, I've been seeing it on some posts, but there's this new um, tool out there. And I think you said Jeremy had one uh, called a meter. Yeah. Jeremy, do you have one? I do. And thank you for not doing any research at all. So I can just make up whatever I want about it. <laughs> I, like, um, I like the segue into that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so it was, oh, this new product, Jeremy, do you have one? I know absolutely. You guys are about assholes. <laughs> There's the anger. <laughs> She's trying so hard. <laughs> Tell us about this sucker, Jeremy. Anyways, uh, meter. Uh, they make uh, completely wireless uh, meat thermometers, and they sent one out to me to try out, and I have been super impressed with it. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but it's a little probe. You put it into your meat. And there's no wires at all. It has a base that hooks up to your phone. So it's over Bluetooth. There's an app that you use and it measures the internal temperature of the food and the ambient temperature of your cooker at the same time, puts it all on a graph, gives you an estimated time of how long before your food is done based off the ambient temperature and the internal temperature, a really smart graph and stuff. And it's a whole lot of fun to use. How does it, how is it powered? Like, is there a rechargeable battery in it? So there's this um, universe that flows backwards in Antarctica, <laughs> and they've worked the power of it. And, now I can't cut uh, that segment, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. Do it again. <laughs> um, there is a, a small battery inside of the um, actual thermometer itself, and then you have to keep the – it comes like a really nice wood, uh, like bamboo wood base – and um, it has a magnet to it. So you just stick that magnet base to the side of the smoker. And that's the repeater, which has a bigger battery in it, to go to your phone. So you have 165 feet. So like from my backyard, I can walk to my mailbox and still have signal. And that's the meter plus. Um, they have a little bit cheaper of a one, like the regular meter. And then they have a Wi-Fi version, which is, you know, unlimited. Did you say you had to plug something into your phone for it? No, no. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, so it's all Bluetooth. There's an app. Yeah. So, so like you have the actual probe itself and then the, then you have the base for the probe, which they have to be within 10 feet of each other. And then the base is a repeater that goes to your phone, 165 feet. And you charge the base. No, the base has a battery in it. And then the, and then you plug the, um, the, the, uh, probe into the base. 
So what's the battery life on that thing? So the battery life is over 24 hours is what they what? say, which I have not pushed it that far yet. I've only done like about a five or six hour cook, but I really want to do some longer ones and, and test that out to its full capability. Yeah. So I did this. The reason I'm asking is I did this 24 hour brisket this past weekend. So something like that would have been really cool where I could have, you know, remotely monitored it from my phone. Obviously 24 hours, that thing had to go all night long. So if I could just wake up and roll over and check my phone, that would have been super convenient. Yeah. And you can set reminders and it'll notify you when it hits certain temperatures, like five minutes before your, yeah. So five minutes before your cook is done or it's ready to wrap or whatever, it has all these smart programs and and like you tell it what you're cooking and it kind of, Sets up the program for you. That's pretty badass. Was 24 hours, is, is the max on it or over 24 hours? Uh, their website says o- over 24 hours. Okay. Um, and like I've said, I've done like five, six hour cooks on it and like it hasn't really dented the battery life much on it. So there's no telling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You all right? Yeah. Sorry. My question is, what, what's the advantage of having a probe without a cord? So... Quite a few things, actually. One, you don't have a cord sticking out the side of your smoker that you got to deal with every time you open and close it. Like something like a pit barrel, you know, they don't have like a hole drilled in them just for your cords to go in and out because of the way they work. You have to kind of weave it in through like the rod or something. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're cooking inside in your oven, say it's a rainy day out or whatever, and you want to monitor a roast, there's no cord coming out of your oven. Um, If you're using a rotisserie, you can't have a cord because it would just get all wrapped around it. Gosh, Uh, man. there's a bunch of applications for this, and it's so simple. The, the thing is only a couple inches long. You stick it in, and that's it. You don't touch it. You actually leave it in the meat while the meat is resting. It'll and like it tells you like okay, like five degrees before your target temperature. Pull it off, rest it, and, and then you continue to watch the temperature on the graph as it hits your your target temperature. It's like a little like robot in your meat. I, I've seen this thing <laughs> I, I, over at Jeremy. I saw it. it, it it's pretty sexy. It's a it's a pretty uh they did, smart they didn't um skimp on the the style of it either so what are these yeah, yeah uh the meter plus the one i have is uh 99 really and then um yeah so that's the one with 165 foot range all that jazz they have a slightly cheaper one um for like 69 i think and then they have like a four pack and i'm not certain of the price of the four pack but that's the wi-fi one that seems like wicked cheap though compared to like you know some of the other um meat thermometers that we use, you know, we've, we've yeah, got nice like, ones. Like a, a thermopen is a hundred bucks. You know, it, it's on that same yeah. exact level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was expecting it to be like and with two ninety nine, and with way more capability. I'll sell you one for two ninety nine. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's really I'll, even give you, I'll even give you 10% off. All right, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the, let's move on to another product that uh, Matt's going to tell us about that. We've all are, all of us are familiar with, but some new technology this company's dropping. Yeah, so <clears throat> you guys have heard me talk about before this loof lighter. It looks like a lightsaber. It's it's a it blows superheated air on a charcoal and makes lighting any sort of charcoal cooker super easy. We've used them at Wingfest last year for yep. lighting up eight pit barrels right in a row. Uh, we use them all the time for uh, Joel uses on your Weber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy uses on your pit barrel. I use it on my Primo ceramic grill and pit barrel. They're just really convenient to have because you don't have to keep like a, a little like quick lights or or anything like that uh, to light that charcoal. You don't have to keep propane or butane lighters or anything. You just plug it in and go. And plug yeah, it in that was and a go. lifesaver at Eggfest. 
Yeah, that I didn't even mention that, but we've used it at Eggfest for two years in a row too. Mm-hmm. So, but the big thing that's kind of always been a pain with loop lighter is that you've got to find somewhere to plug it in. The power cord. And so, yeah, you've got or to have, you have that a dog either that an extension it. cord. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be perfect for you, Joel. <laughs> yeah. So now they've got uh, a new one coming out that's totally cordless. So it's got a little docking base. You set it in, uh, it'll recharge, and then you can actually light up to 10 grills on a single charge with it. Wow. So so far, the only drawback that I'm seeing on it is it's a little bit pricey. Uh, The pre-order for it's $299, so $299. (laughs) But when you think about the convenience that you're going to have with that over the long run, Plus the amount of money that Joel, Joel and Stacey, you guys are going to be saving and replacing cords. I <laughs> yeah, think, thanks, Sadie. No, I think yeah. for sure, like, because if you think about like at, at Wing Fest, you know, or, or Egg Fest, sometimes there's, you know, not the easiest or, you know, spot to go ahead and hook up power or something like that. Like just being able to grab it and head on over to the next cooker and light it up and not have to like finagle and move out of the way and. Well, like you guys going camping this weekend. Yes. If you were bringing charcoal grill, grill with you, you'd great. have to have all that stuff. But like now, off the grid. Well, think about. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Think about if um, you are going to be uh, join a competition. You know, a lot of these comp- competitions you go to, if you want power, they charge you extra for it. Yeah. You know that for. Yeah, they did br- for Wingfest for bringing in an extra hookup. So that you know, if you uh, don't have anything else you need power for, if it was just for that, then there mm-hmm. you go. Yep. So I ordered one the day that they were announced. Uh, I should disclaim, I do have an affiliation or a relationship with Luft and they've sent me some of their product before. But on this one, I actually paid full price for it. I didn't get any sort of like discount or, or advanced uh, shipments or anything like that. It was a product that I've used and that I love and that we've all used and love and yeah. something I really believe in. So I'm happy to support those guys. Okay. Well, tell me this before we move on to the next, uh, the next product. Um, how does it perform? Does it, does it have the you same? Have the same, or do you have it yet? I don't have it. So I just pre-ordered it. It'll arrive towards the end of May. But their uh, testing and the page so far says that it will light within sixty seconds. So the big advancement that they've made here is that uh, there's two buttons on it rather than just one. There's one for getting an ember going, and then there's one that speeds up the air. Uh, ah. So it it actually is supposed to catch faster than the corded models. Wow. That's even yeah. better. Right yep. on. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. Whenever I do, I'll be sure and uh, mention it on another one of these segments in the future and, and let you guys know how it is. Mm-hmm, for per- sure. Perfect. Interested to see how that turns out. Let's move on to the next one. This is something I want to talk about um, that is was kind of a innovation in electric smokers, and it's the company Masterbuilt. They have just launched a, it's similar, their version of what would be a pellet smoker, but it is a charcoal smoker where it's got, which we've all seen this, it's got the chute on the side, you fill it up with your briquettes and you you set your temperature like you would any pellet smoker and it feeds charcoal to control the temperature as opposed to pellets. I've not tried this thing. I've seen a lot of people cooking on it. Um, I somewhat wonder if it's like just a bunch of hype. Have you guys heard anything of anybody cooking on it? Do you really get like a massive, like charcoal taste out of it? So I know I mentioned earlier, Noah cheek, cheeky barbecue. I know Noah's got one and he and I have talked about it, uh, uh, quite a bit. And it sounds like it's, it's kind of, it's a tool that combines the convenience of a pellet grill with the flavor of a good charcoal grill. 
So I know, I think it's technically called a gravity fed smoker. If you look up what it is and that's just where it's dropping charcoal as needed to sort of maintain that temperature. But I think it gets up to like 700 degrees too. So you can get some good searing on it, which is not something you can do with the pellet grill. Well, see, I wonder if it, if, if you really get it, if you know, when you're cooking directly over, I know there's, I've saw the, the breakdown schematics of it and everything like that. So you're really not cooking directly over the charcoal. You know, it's using that, it's burning it. You got your deflector. I'm sure you're getting some of that charcoal smoke. But you know, like when when you get a charcoal pellets, I cannot tell a difference at all when I when I fill my pellet smoker up with charcoal pellets than when I do with apple. What's up, Jeremy? I can't tell a difference between any pellets. Exactly. In my I pellet guess that's smoker. true. <laughs> they all taste like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the first smoker we ever got was master built. And yeah, they, me too. And, me too. And we love theirs. Actually, we've had, have we had two of them? Yeah. No, no, no. We just had the one. We just had the one. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. We stand behind their products for sure. So I would definitely be curious to hear more about it. We probably should. I know a few of our friends have them. Well, they've been in um, the, they've been in the game a really long time. Yeah. Surely it's gotta be awesome. And it's like one of the, like, I guess it's the first of like, isn't that the first that product just like that yes. ever came out? This is, I think it's the well, first gravity fed so- charcoal smoker. No, there I mean, are other gravity-fed charcoals. I'm talking about electric. That's not. I think, to my knowledge, this is the first sort of like mass market from a recognizable name brand that's putting it out there as like a pellet grill alternative. Mm-hmm. I know. So in my KCBS days, I saw guys who had like custom gravity-fed rigs that would just fire themselves up at <laughs> two or three a.m. while I was out there stoking the fire on an offset what? smoker, and I'm like, this seems like cheating, man. <laughs> hang on, hang on. So th- that's the f- that's the f- there is gravity fed charcoal smokers like electric or like just actual You're talking gravity. about like like home built ones or like one off ones. This is the first one that's like mass produced. Yeah, and it wow. is electric. So it works like a like a a a, a loop not a loop, a, a flame boss or something like that might work where it it controls the heat by controlling the airflow through the smoker. So there's a little fan on it and it'll kick on and blow more air to sort of stoke the fire. Right. I remember Cheeky saying, like, he ha- you have to keep the lid closed because it works like a sealed environment, like um, like your Primo would matter, something like a Kamado-style grill. Mm-hmm. So if you have that lid open, it's going to be flowing air through it and stuff. Like, you got to keep it closed down. You just burn through more charcoal that way. And then the heat goes up because that's how that works, Joel. Hmm. Can you use lump charcoal <laughs> in it? <laughs> or just briquettes? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I think you can use both. um, From what I've heard, you can use um, any type. Of course, you wouldn't want to use like lighter fluid and stuff like that, but briquettes or um, lump. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that you could do lump with. Well, depending on it, you'd have to to really sift through the uh, the pieces. Like if you got one of those big chunks, like you get in, you know, some of the bags. I don't think that would feed through. I don't know what that feed pot looks like at all. I have not played with one. Wow. It could be massive. Who knows? Anyways. We that, can learn a little bit more about a, that it, one, obviously. It, it looks badass. It, their marketing mm-hmm. is badass for it. I've just just that alone has made me want to uh try one, but um I want to hear some more information before I pull the trigger on that. So Masterbuilt, if you're listening to this episode, uh, we're at Barbecue, at the Kitchen White Law, and at That Reload Life. That's <laughs> you right. can feel free to send us a cooker. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say at Barbecue and then end it there. 
<laughs> and don't no no don't forget at that reload wife uh, as well because yeah. because you guys need two because we know yeah. well we know that she's the talent you know that, that is a uh, yeah. yeah if you want to see the sexy face you go to at that reload wife that's right just kidding that's right just kidding any other products <laughs> anything y'all want to bring up yeah yeah, I have one. Um, I've actually been getting into essential oils recently. Um, I took a bunch of Haltman's Family Meats bacon and rendered it down and um, kept all of the lard. And so I've really been getting into that. Um, I find it very, very healing, the properties. Mm. Um, that oil is very mm. essential. Essential oil. Mm -hmm. Speaking right. of oil, your homemade chili oil. Batch number two is going camping. Oh, you were supposed to give me I some of that. to give some to Matt. And then I'm after he so left, pissed. I was like, ah... I uh, forgot. Sorry. Well, you know what else we forgot to give <laughs> like, you? Darn. We forgot to give you the omega three Wamplers uh, pork loin, pork chops. Yep. I guess that you just means I have to come back up again. Got to come back. <laughs> All right. Sucks well, to be you. Well, speaking of coming <laughs> back, let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, on the other side, we got some more topics, some news, podcast news, some other things that uh, are in the what do you want to call it? The community. The community that we're going to be talking about. So stick around on, on the other side of the break for some other tingling, titillating topics. Right, you guys we are back from the break and we want to talk about some community news podcast stuff barbecue news things that have been happening in the industry that we think you should know about and the first one which blows my mind and i'm sure hey, we've all talked about this already is the joe rogan experience joe rogan podcast is as of transitioning now but as of september 1st i believe it is is going to be a hundred percent exclusive on no. Spotify. No. September 1st, he is going to, uh, his entire 11-year catalog will go over to Spotify. He will be on Spotify. And then at the end of the year, yeah. he will be exclusively on Spotify. Ah, I so got gotcha. no Between September... So yeah, by, no more by, YouTube, no more nothing. So between September and the end of the year, it'll still be on iTunes and all that jazz. But then at the end of the year, 2021, it will be exclusively on Spotify. Because I listened to him on Podbean, the Podbean app. Yeah. So basically, after the end of the year, he will no longer be on there, right? Right. It's my knowledge, yeah. And he's got... And, and all 11 years will be gone? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It'll only be on Spotify. So it won't be archived to the other ones. So we were talking about that. He's been... And online, people online have been giving him a lot of shit for it. And we've even talked about how big... Like, how big could it have been to get him to move all that? Because we know he's making a ton of money on YouTube... Um, I looked up uh, a stat that he was making about um, uh, 150k a week just off his podcast alone, and uh, Stacy found out a, a, a the final note. They there. said they and I don't know how accurate it was, but it was saying that the deal was worth over a hundred million dollars. It's a it's well. a multi year deal, so it doesn't say how long that is. Yeah. But, I gotcha. And it's worth mentioning that that deal is just for the rights for Spotify to be the exclusive provider of the Not content. So 
he will still have the opportunity to sell ads in addition to that, like pre-roll ads that he normally runs for like the first five or ten minutes of the show. That's a tenth so of a billion dollars. <laughs> wait, wait. So he'll still make that 150k a week and get the hundred million dollars. But you got to think that's got to supplement. If it's not going on YouTube, there was some amount of revenue yeah. coming from YouTube and stuff like that too. So he'll be losing that. How often is he putting out episodes? Uh, up to five day, up to five times a week. Yeah. I mean, I mean three. I'm just curious. Do you guys think that his content is worth that? Is I mean, that? I think someone does. <laughs> it's not his content. It's the fact that he has this huge, super engaged following. Yeah. Millions. And so I don't know if you guys saw it, but like Spotify stock price shot up after this deal was announced just because that's going to, I mean, the the outlook is that it will force more listeners into the Spotify platform. Those listeners eventually become premium subscribers and that's just more revenue for Spotify in the long term. You know, long term, they're banking on the fact that they're going to be able to make more off new subscriber sales by bringing in this audience yep. than what it is that they're paying out. What's premiums, a premium subscriber? So I'm, I pay for premium Spotify. It's nine ninety nine a month, and it's no ads on anything. Well, that's probably what we have then, right? <laughs> I don't. Is know. Spotify free? There no. is a free version, but it's ad supported. Oh, okay. No, so yeah, so we're premiums. We're premiums. I am wrong on everything on this on this topic. <laughs> yeah, no, I will say I cannot live without Spotify. She can't live without it. We guys. use it every single day. This is very true. Uh, so I I have thoughts and feelings too. I want to say first of all, I'm I'm happy for Joe. Like the the guy started from nothing and he's worked his way up. He's grinded hard to get where he's at. I don't blame the guy for taking a payday even a little bit, but my hesitation is just behind the whole podcast market and the way that podcasts are distributed. I'm, I'm a big proponent of that should be free and open the way it currently is. Uh, just a little bit of behind the scenes, like techie stuff. A podcast is just an RSS feed. So you post it out there and then all these different, they used to be called podcatchers, but now they're just like media players. So like Podbean and Apple iTunes and yeah. all these places just have hooks into those RSS feeds. So you could put it in one place and then it just gets distributed everywhere. And the thing is, is that Spotify wants to be able to monetize the data off those uh, podcast listens. So when you sign up for a Spotify premium account, they know all of your demographic data. They know who you are. They know where you live. They know how long you're listening into the podcast, and they can provide all that feedback back to the advertisers that are that are uh, advertising on each of these shows. Oh. So that's really where the money is, is in collecting and distributing that data about who's listening to what and for how long. And that's really interesting, too, because, you know, if someone's only listening to the first 30 minutes of the podcast and they can provide that to advertisers, people might say, OK, well, I will go ahead and spend the extra money to have a beginning of the podcast ad versus at the end of the podcast. Right. Yeah. But the scary part to me is that Spotify is just, you know, this is not the first podcast that they've gone out and bought. They bought the Gimlet Media Library. They've bought a tons of, you know, a ton of others. I think they bought the Anchor platform that people use to publish podcasts. So the big thing is that eventually, if they amass so much market share, they get to a position where they can control podcast distribution. 
So right now where Joe Rogan is free to listen to, they could say, actually, you know what? You have to be a premium subscriber to listen to Joe Rogan. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. And that's kind of the way that Sirius uh, XM did with Howard Stern. If you weren't a Sirius subscriber, you didn't pay for satellite radio, you didn't get to listen to Howard anymore. So it's right now it's a very free and open and ad-supported ecosystem, but the more and more it podcast distribution shifts towards companies like Spotify and Apple and places like this, uh, the more and more power those companies get over who can listen to what. It's kind of sound like some bullshit. <laughs> That's my personal opinion on it. You know, like I said, I'm happy the guy got a payday. I want us to get a payday someday, so I'm but, not going to dog it. But the thing say, is, is that <laughs> just that general philosophy. No, no, absolutely be not. Wide open. Absolutely not. I told Stacy when Joe Rogan got his payday, if Spotify offers us a hundred million dollars to, nope. to tell them where to stick it, shove we're it, not it up your ass. <laughs> yeah, no, we do not sell. They out. cannot buy TRP for a hundred million dollars right they now. They can we shove it up my ass if they want to. I weren't happy to take it. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, is you know, there's a lot of people, no name calling. No name calling here, but there are some people in our barbecue industry <laughs> that are playing some funny business. This is the salty Stacy funny business with their follow and follows. Yeah, people are people are uh, starting to do that more than uh, people that we wouldn't have thought. And you know what? Shame on you. All right, so um, what you're going to want to do is go to socialblade.com, type in the person's name that you're suspecting of this, and it'll show you how many people they follow and unfollow in a month. It is wildly obvious if someone does that. Okay, so, so you, you know who we're talking know. about. Have you looked it up? <laughs> no, because I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if, if you're someone who employs the follow-unfollow strategy – Anyone, like if you if you want like a company to work with you or something, they can look up that information on you in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can see, oh, you followed 3,000 people last month and unfollowed 3,000 people last month or whatever the number, you know, would be. Well, you know, uh, I know it's a very popular tactic and I'm just kidding about the shame on you, but it is a little disheartening, you know. I don't know. I mean, like, you know what? I mean, like, do you really want somebody that's doing that? They do. You, I, do they you don't really care want, to follow your stuff. They just want you to get attention to their page. Yeah. Do Do you even really want to be associated, anyways, with them? Because if they don't give a, a crap about your what you're putting out, what do you? You know what I'm saying? I cared about it for a long time. You know, it was one of those things where I thought. If I followed you and you followed me back, then there was like a mutual understanding there. What I came to learn, though, is that follow for follow is useless. Like it's Instagram is a lot more valuable to me if I follow people I actually want to see content from and engage with those accounts, regardless of whether or not they follow me back. And I used one of those apps for a while that let me see all the accounts that were unfollowing me. And I found that that deteriorated my experience in the long term run like i just became salty about those accounts who you know big accounts that used to follow me that decided they didn't want to anymore so i just decided to stop caring about it it's one of those things i don't really watch anymore and the only time i notice it now is when somebody who was following me all along suddenly starts following me again yeah, and i'm like oh I, mean. I never even knew you were gone welcome back you know you've got over a hundred something thousand followers and you see that name pop up as following you you know that's just yeah. That's a red flag because you're like, oh, wait a minute. We were following each other before. Um, so, you know, I just thought it would be pertinent to bring it up. It's it's not a big deal or whatever, but 
you know, it's a red Someone flag. salty. <laughs> salty. Stay <laughs> safe. Well, you know, doing it to a business makes a business not want to work with you. Amen to that. So speaking of businesses, uh, we've seen on social media as of late kind of a mass exodus of of one of the big players um, from some big names in the community that have, you know, not not anybody that's really been throwing things out there. But we've seen a lot of people in the Traeger community all of a sudden um, moving on. Um, I don't know if that was, you know, I'm suspecting that was contractual agreements are up and they are ready to, you know, dip their feet in different waters. Go ahead, Jerry. I think uh, we've talked about this, like some behind the scenes. And uh, I think Matt said something about this. I think they're shifting their, um, their strategy is what that, what that really is. Instead of going for contracts, it looks like they're planning to do something different, which we haven't seen yet. Um, I don't know if you know more about that, Matt. I have no idea what you're talking about well, right now. You mean like Just, uh, a lot of people aren't having contracts with them anymore. It used to be like every other person had a trader contract and it seems like they're letting those contracts go purposefully. And maybe that they're funneling their resources into some new strategy that, that oh, we yeah. don't really know yet. You know? Yeah. Um, so it seems I'm like that, yeah. totally agree. There's, I don't, I know several of my close friends uh, that I've made through Instagram, through the barbecue community, either didn't have their contract renewed or opted uh, against renewing it uh, on their own. And I think that part of that has just been because Traeger contracts are so limiting. It's you can't cook on anything else. You know, I, I've never had a Traeger contract, but from what I've heard, it, it's you've got to cook on a Traeger. You can't cook on charcoal. You can't cook on any other cookers. And after years of that, like, People want some flexibility. People want the, the ability to cook on whatever it is that they want to cook on. Yeah. So I kind of don't blame them. It sounds to me like they are starting to realize that that wasn't maybe the best strategy. You know, like with me, um, me and Jeremy, we're both affiliated with Camp Chef. And that's, you know, I have uh, been on a trip with them before. And that's something that they, um, they've always just been like, listen, man, just you do you. And we're just happy with the content. They don't put that stipulation mm-hmm. on you of it's got to be with this or nothing. Yeah, because we know? cook with the pit barrel yeah. all the time as well. Like pit Which barrels are we, favorite. We have we have the same thing with pit barrel. They're like, we want you to enjoy our product, but like you know, enjoy other products too. Like they're all fantastic. Like, well, it it, it makes you not. I mean, like if I was exclusive to just this one thing, like. I would get so burnt on it. And I think that's the yep. realization it's not is genuine. I, I need to be able to step out and go cook a meal on a, you know, my oven or not get in trouble or something, you <laughs> well, know? Yeah, because if you, if you ride a certain brand so hard and nothing else, like nothing else appeals to you, it does, it becomes ingenuine at that point. You know, someone might say, okay, well, you're just saying that because you work with them. I I will say that Matt and I are contractually obligated to only use reload rub in every single thing we cook. Like the other night I had some popcorn and like it felt horrible, but they made me put high caliber on it. Like it was really weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, cause we know where you live, Jeremy. Yep. His bread. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every loaf of bread has to have a reload rub in it. (laughs) Well, when you have something, that was supposed to be a a silent agreement. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) The first rule of the BC is you don't talk about the BC. So Jeremy and I started a new club that I'm not allowed to talk about. It's called Bread Club. Oh. Yep. And I don't, today was the first day. I'm not going to date the podcast, but we both posted uh, everything bread. And so it's something we're going to be doing from now on. Our next cook. Just, I don't want to date the podcast, but today we posted this picture. So we're going to date that picture. <laughs> if you and really care, today, you that's today is. Wait a minute. How Our next you- cook. 
our next cook is going to be Magnum sourdough. What? <gasps> that's not yep. is that for so real. Very specific. Or you heard it here first. Okay, wait a minute. I've got a question though. Is this a closed club or like yes. how can we become a, a part of it? Uh, you have to, to have a starter already going. Learn how okay, to but listen. Learn how to cook I, bread. <laughs> can I be a part of the BC if I get to that point? Yeah. If you get to that point. All right, give me something like to give me some like, you know, motivation. Have the book. Yeah, have just wanted, the book. She just wants to be in a club. <laughs> I want to be in the club. <laughs> can I be in your club? All right. So I do there is something about bread I want to talk about, but before we do that, um, because I we want to uh I want to bring, I lost my words. I want to talk about a big wig in the barbecue community that this kind of was, when Stacy told me about this, I was like, whoa, what's that about? I wanted to cry. The sudden exodus of Dr. Barbecue from Big Green Egg. Like, listen, when I think of Big Green Egg, I think of Dr. Barbecue. Yeah. I really do. I watched his videos um, on YouTube. When I met him at Eggfest, you know, he was, at our table next to us. Um, Super nice guy. He came up and I was like, I want, the first thing I said to him was, I watch all your YouTube videos. <laughs> he was like, hi, I'm <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I gave him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I got in his face that you're going down clown. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not competing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's very respectable in the barbecue community. He has great videos out there. Super nice guy, you know, um, but yeah, it was kind of sad. So he's moved on now, hasn't he? Well, where has he moved on to? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know if this was something where he made the decision, or if he was pushed out, or or if it was like Big Green Egg trying to shift their strategy. But one thing that I have noticed is that Big Green Egg is kind of going the way that Traeger was going, and they're creating all these new partnerships with. Uh, medium to large size Instagram accounts. Uh So I know, Jeremy, that's something you and I have talked about. You thought actually that some of these folks already had big green eggs, right? And they're just like, yeah, now jumping on to that BGE nation hashtag or whatever. What? Yeah. From, from what I've seen, like with the big green egg is that, um, a lot of people who are already already have eggs, they've been bringing them on as ambassadors. It seems almost like every few days on the Big Green Egg page, it's like brand new, um, what do they call them? Egg ambassadors or whatever or something. They have a name for them. But if I already, I mean like- Eggheads? Okay, like- Egghead. So, no, no, no. There, there's something. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. T- team Big Green or something. It's like Team oh, yeah, Big Green it ambassador. It and every couple of days, they, they get their picture on the page. Like, oh, this is our new ambassador. Da, 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 da. They, they put some stuff in their profile. But f- like, I know people who have gotten into that, but they, they've already had Big Green eggs. So I don't really know what that's, the value is that, you know, maybe a shout out, you know. That's what I'm about to get to. What's the value? I've already purchased the, you know, very expensive Big Green egg. Awesome thing to cook on. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I love love the uh, the big green egg, but like, what's the value of it if I've already purchased it? Like, like you know, okay, like Camp Chef for instance, they got all this cool stuff. I mean, they got a plethora of, of different products that if, if you're going to jump on as a product ambassador, that that uh, that that's kind of an incentive. You know what I mean? But with the egg, I mean, how much can you really get if you're not getting a payday from it? Yeah, well, I mean, well, I, I can see. I can see some uh, advantage to finding people that already know and love the product and bringing those those folks on. I would say that was something that you guys kind of did with Reload, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you found people who who either fit the bill or had experience using your stuff. So I can I can understand 
there is a level of confidence that comes with finding people who already have eggs. They already love it. They right. already know they how to cook on it. They would put their own hard-earned money towards it. That makes exactly. sense. Exactly. And yeah. they're, they're not easy. You're not just going to grab one having never used a grill before and know how to use it. It, it requires some some skill. Mm-hmm. You're not and going desire. to somebody with 100,000 followers um, who doesn't have a lot of cooking experience and just giving them an egg and hoping they put content out. You're getting yeah. real yeah. content from Okay, I get it. So I just looked, and I remember I did see this, but Dr. Barbecue did move on to Dizzy Pig Seasonings. He has a contract with them now, which um, they have a whole bunch of seasonings. So, What's that have to do with Green Egg, though? Nothing. That's his new contract. That's his new partnership he's got right now. It's not Big Green Egg, but that's his next. It could just... It could just be that the guy wanted some independence. I mean, he's been getting hauled around to Eggfest for years and years, right? Yeah. And I'm sure he had those publishing deals where he's still going to be getting like royalties off sales of books and stuff like that. Maybe the guy just wanted to take a break. I you know, know, be like a regular doctor for once, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's time consuming and all that. All right. I know, like, all, all those years of medical school and like all he does is like barbecue with it. Like, it, it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Speaking of break. <laughs> I think we should use that as the <laughs> time to take a nice break and we will come back with Jeremy and his rapid fire questions. Let's go. See you on the other side. back guys and now it's time for your favorite segment with jeremy whitelaw we are going to roll right into rapid fire questions all right guys so tonight i have a lineup of rapid fire questions for you some true or false some quick choices and some yes or no's so let's jump right into it and wait hold on a second there's actually a new rule for the rapid fire section because because of joel's persistent rabbit holes we're going to call this the rabbit rule. Joel, <laughs> everybody else, but Joel, you're only allowed one rabbit hole for the entire rapid fire section. What? So choose carefully. If you choose the first question to go down some rabbit hole about a dream, about a guy with a hockey stick or whatever, you can't, you can't use that on any of the other ones. And there's some good ones deep in there. You know, like the last question is usually really good. So you're going to want to make sure you use that very wisely. Okay. I have stories. I've lived, I have lived life. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You want to tell us about how you live life? You're going to use your rabbit hole before we even oh, get into it? there I was. Kiss my ass. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Screw you guys. Go. There's so much strategy now. There we go. All right, guys. First question. We're going to go Matt, Stacy, Joel. Favorite book of all time. Matt. Oh, The Martian Ooh, by Andy good. Weir. Stacy. Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> Lame. Joel. I don't read. Don't say the Bible. I was Joel going to say the Bible. <laughs> That's the only thing I really read. Sto- you want to tell us a story about how you can't read? Oh, just one time. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next question. Would you move to Mars with Elon Musk and his son, X-A-12? Matt? No. Stacy. Negative. Joel? No. I'd kick his son's ass. 
I just want to say, and this can be my rabbit hole. I'll take my rabbit hole dinger. <laughs> I had no idea you were going to ask that question whenever I said Andy Weir's The Martian first. I had no idea you were going to answer that way. <laughs> Either. So it's some weird synergy. We've spent too much time together. <laughs> Favorite book, but you wouldn't go there. Got it. All right. Choose one. Charcoal, wood, or pellets? Matt. Charcoal. Stacy. Am I eating it or cooking with it? You don't eat it. fuel. <laughs> eating food off of it. Well, for me, I, for me currently. You got to do a barbecue. You got these three in front of you. Which one's your go-to? Pellets. Joel. Charcoal. Nice. nice. All right. Wait, Jeremy, I'm curious what yours, your response on that one was. Uh, probably charcoal if I have the time for it. Yep. Um, all right, next question. New Balance or Air Monarchs? Matt. <laughs> New Balance. Stacy. I don't know what Air Monarchs are. Joel. New Balance. Yep. Air Monarchs. They're dad shoes. The Nike ones. <laughs> oh, New Balance. All right, the next New Balance one. 990s, specifically. Yeah. Those are nice. The yep. gray. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I'm actually an Air Monarch fan myself. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next question. <laughs> How many murder hornets can you take on in unarmed combat? Keep in mind, one murder hornet is 1.5 inches long and carries enough venom to kill 10 mice. Matt. Zero murder hornets. I couldn't do any of them. Zero. Oh, gotcha. Zero. Yeah. Stacy. I think I could take on three. Three? Yeah. Okay, enough to kill 30 mice. Yep. Joel. Unarmed, right? So Unarmed. Fisticuffs. You have nothing. Fisticuffs. Solid, solid six hornets. Six hornets. He punches bees when they come around. I, I got a strong. <laughs> so ju- I have a strong Judy chop. I'm not kidding. A bee's coming around and he's. <sighs> you, want so, your, you want to use your rabbit hole here to, to tell a story about a time you punch? How many bee? more questions do we have? No, he's not. There's like use it. ten. Um, okay. so just so you guys know, a whole ten. hive of murder hornets can kill like a 150 pound animal. So your numbers were quite low. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't know these things. All right, come on. All right. Now, supposing that the Earth is flat, when a murder hornet stings a COVID-19 positive person and creates a zombie, would the great North American ape, a.k.a. Bigfoot, be able to use his time-shifting ability, the reason we cannot catch them, to travel back in time to prevent me from asking you this dumb question? Matt. <laughs> I can only assume no, because you still asked it. That's actually the that's actually the answer. So yeah. with, you guys don't get the answer. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'll win. That's I'll win. question. <laughs> All right. Next question. Is Joe Rogan a sellout, Matt? Yes. Stacy. He's a sellout, but I can't blame him. Yes or no question. Yes. Hell no. Nah. Get that money. Now baby. you can discuss it if you want to, Stacy. You're still selling out. You're still selling out whether it's wrong or That's not. That's why you're in the business. Exactly. You're in there's the business to get wrong. paid. There is nothing wrong. It's not wrong. charity work. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with it, but is he a sellout? That's not a sellout. Is that a sellout? You sold out. Jeremy I mean, bought out. The money talks. Money talks. He, liter- he literally sold his content to a company. I think that's the definition of a sellout. Yeah. But money talks. Do we blame him? No, we don't. Uh, I think there's negative connotations associated with this the phrase sellout, but he was a sellout. Although I'm anybody sorry. comes after you two guys, I will slit their throats. <laughs> <laughs> cut them down. I will cut a bitch. All right, next question. Favorite cut of summertime barbecue and grilling? Matt. Oh, that's so hard. 
It's summertime, warm weather out, got a beer in your hand. What are you barbecuing or grilling? Listen, I'm going to take heat for this, but I'm going to say a good hot dog. I love grilled hot dogs. Wow, could have been like Wagyu beef or anything. But okay. <laughs> I know, I love St- hot dogs. Stacy? As of lately, skirt steak. Nice. Joel? Uh, I'm going to say a thin ribeye. A thin ribeye? thin ribeye. Thin ribeye. Really? Yep, we'll go hot and fast cook. Oh. It's just summertime. It's really hot outside. You know what I'm saying? I'm only four or five minutes. I'm over that oh. charcoal. That's a fun one. All right, next question. Smash burger or charcoal burger? Matt. Oh, man. So tough. Just had some good charcoal ones. I love them both. If I we love didn't them have both. Them in the We're over the summer last week. I think if I just had to have one and not the other for the rest of my life, it'd be a smash burger. I agree. I agree. Other smash- last week, they were just killer. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, that char the charcoal gets pretty damn awesome. I'm going to say it. Uh, you ruined me. Jeremy, you ruined me with the cheese on the griddle. That's yeah. what That's what I, that's all I can think about now. <laughs> yeah, crisping up the cheese. Like yeah, you sh- yeah. we, used to, we used to fold the corners of the cheese up so it wouldn't touch the griddle, and now it's like, spread it all over there, baby. How many more questions we got? How many more? Um, I can't answer that. Come on. I, I'm saving things, and I have... You was like, what? Use There's it wisely, Joel. Use it wisely. I have things to say on this subject. <laughs> I want to tell you, but it's so fun not telling you. Move on. Yeah, there, there are 1.5 questions left, so if you want to use it, go ahead. I don't know what the last question is. I can't. Go. I'm not doing it. <laughs> the last Next question up. is the same every time. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving on. I wrote down garlic, some sort of garlic joke I was going to make there and make fun of Joel and Stacey. Um, skip that. Now, the final question of the night, and probably the most important, is Reload Rub the greatest seasoning of all time? Matt. <laughs> yes. Stacey. Yes. Reload Rub. F yeah. It's amazing. Joel. It's amazing. I don't have no stories to tell. Would you like to talk about that? Maybe a story about Reload Rub? No. I'm really salty right now. I don't like this new rule at all. And <laughs> all these you things. Had mu- you had a muzzle on the entire time. And all these he things. Was like, he was like shaking in his chair, like back and forth, like a kid that's told not to get out of his seat. I wanted to talk about Bigfoot. I wanted to talk about the damn burgers. I can't even go back now. That's funny. That was pellets. fun. All right, Joel, if you want to go back retroactively and talk about one, you can. No, all the luster is gone. Do the do the rabbit trails roll over from week to week? So does now does Joel didn't use one? Does he have two next week? No, no, they do not stack oh, up. That, oh, I'll stack up like five. We'll never get out of this <laughs> damn podcast. <laughs> we'll have an entire hold. podcast of yeah. just rapid fire. Right, one, <laughs> one segment for the whole show. Well, I want to get, I, I'm getting, I'm exiting out of rapid fire right now. We're going to get into something, a new segment, which is going to be called, where we're going to be giving you our recommendations. It's called Reload Recommendations. It's Reload Yeah. Straight to you. You got the recommended things for you. So in this segment, guys, we are all going to recommend one thing, one thing that we want you to uh, listen to, drink, eat, watch, whatever recommendations from us to you. It could be anything in the world. We're going to start it right now, and I'm going to start this segment so Jeremy cannot stifle me with some freaking rule where I can't expand upon my recommendation. But if you are a sports fan, if you are somebody that has... 
has been watching uh, on ESPN the new docuseries, 10-part docuseries, The Last Dance. Or, you've, I'm sorry, if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. Uh, I grew up a major, major Michael Jordan fan. You better put that pen down. All right? This is my time. You're not hurrying me up. I'm I'm getting in on this. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to talk about the Prince of Pop here, like Michael Jackson was an icon. No. (laughs) I was a giant Michael Jordan fan, and it was really cool to see some things uh, behind the scenes that I didn't know about. You know, some things when I was younger got pissed off about with him, Scottie Pippen, um, Kukoc, all those guys that I didn't know that was really going on behind the scenes. So, anyways, if you haven't checked it out, it's an amazing docuseries. It's a must-watch if you like basketball or sports at all. All right, guys. So, my Reload Recommends for the week is the book. So, this is like words, written words, Joel, called Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Uh, they have an audiobook, so you can listen to it. Good stuff. Thank you. Uh, Matt recommended this to me because we were talking about uh, a few different chefs the other day with everything going on right now. We were talking about some stuff happening. And he's like, oh, you got to read this. And I was like, well, I'm not really a big Anthony Bourdain fan. Um, as most people probably know, he passed away in 2018. Um, I didn't really watch his shows or engage in his content before 2018. And then when he died, it just seemed like we didn't have sliced bread before Anthony Bourdain came along. And I was like, man, who is this pompous guy? I don't want to listen to his stuff. And then I listened to the audiobook and like the first chapter, he's like, F you guys, F like cooking is an art. Cooking is a craft. Like it, it was, it was an incredible book. I uh, highly recommend listening to it. Um, it was a great recommendation from fellow reloader, Matt to me. <laughs> and now I'm passing it on to you guys. Is it Anthony's See, the thing voice? Of- it is. Yeah, He's actually reading it. Yeah, okay. he re- he reads the audiobook. So it's kind of like like since then I've been watching like old episodes of like No Reservations and stuff. Because now I, that I kind of see like where he came from, I kind yeah. of get his twist on stuff. And um, you know, it, he narrates all the episodes and stuff. He's really good at you know the spoken word. You were pretty jazzed up about that um, uh, last or the last time we got together talking about that book. So I'm, I'm actually interested. I just finished reading it. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in listening Did to it. Did you read it or listen to it? Listen to it, whatever. It's the okay. same thing. Huh. It's the same words either way. Huh. That's true. Oh, and Matt. This is the reason why you're no longer a resident chef, right? You're resident cook because of Anthony Bourdain. Yes, yeah. Um, I've never been comfortable with the word chef. And then he um, he spoke about it in the book. He's like, a chef is a person who's run a restaurant. Um, like in the French system, um, you're a cook when you're the person actually cooking on the line. You're a chef when you're the person walking around with a clipboard. And I'm not walking around with a clipboard. I'm That's cooking. Me. Huh. <laughs> so now Stacy's chef, chef. Stacy. Wow. Chef, oh, chef Stacy. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Reload recommends Matt. <laughs> okay. So mine is this YouTube channel that nobody has ever heard of. I sent it to Jeremy this week and I think it's super cool. It's this uh, artisan bakery out of Mesa, Arizona called Proof Artisan Bread. The the YouTube channel is Proof Bread. But uh, right now they're just publishing these really long form videos about what it takes to run an artisan bakery uh, during this pandemic. So they're talking about custom milled full flour, uh, sort of their methodology behind creating good quality bread for the masses. If you're into bread making at all, go check it out. Proof Bread. They only have 16,000 subscribers and only eight videos so far. It was one of those weird things that YouTube recommended to me, and I just clicked on it because it wouldn't stop recommending it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, YouTube knows me better than I know me. This is great. And so I've been sending it out to everybody. So Proof Bread, check it out. Sounds very interesting. Stacey, you should get into that. 
I need to. I feel a lot of pressure about bread making. I want to be a part of the BC, so. Yeah, I'd say if you want to join the club. I do. Hey, hey, the first rule of BC is you don't talk about BC. Yeah, okay. yeah shut up, Stacy. I, I can abide by that. Shut your yes, mouth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Stacy, what do you got? All right, so what I recommend this week is uh, PBR released a new hard coffee. So it's a 5% ABV. Um, so it's essentially like a beer. But um, so it's made by PBR, like I said, and it it's a hard coffee that tastes like a YooHoo or one of those cold Dunkin' Donuts bottled drinks that you get at like a gas station or Starbucks drinks. Um, there's no carbonation to it. It's in a can. Crack it, and it's like a smooth, cold, milk chocolatey, coffee-ish hybrid it alcoholic make, beverage. It makes you happy on all levels. It, yeah. It's sweetness, caffeine, and alcohol. Yeah, and so they go down really easy. They're very dangerous. Um, I actually was able to let uh, Jeremy and Matt try some. They've been hard to find. Um, my my brothers found it for us and my, and my parents out in Sevierville. Um, but you guys tried it. What did you guys think? It's weird. It tastes like straight up Yoohoo. It's weird. It's good. I mean, it's good. It's weird in a good way, for sure. And they go down fast, so that's what I recommend. So I'll be drinking. Now, Stacey, like, hard seltzers have been the thing. Do you think, like, hard coffee is going to be, like, the next thing? I think it should be the next thing. I think we should bring it there. You know what? That's a good point. I guarantee you, if if this is kind of like be like a tester for a lot of companies, if this takes off and is flying off the shelves, you know they're all going to jump on board with this. Mm-hmm. Like like Dunkin' Donuts and like all these places, like um, Starbucks, whatever, they could can that stuff and sell six packs. You know, absolutely. I'll say this though, I will say this: if if you are getting that, it does have coffee flavor. But if you're expecting like a like a a coffee punch, you're not going to get that. It's like if you'd mix a, a yuho with, with, with a cold coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But and that sounds so cheap. It's, it's good. Super tasty. You okay. know what? I'm, I may have been off there. Maybe the next thing is making children's drinks alcoholic. There you go. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> seen the margaritas in, in the Capri Sun pouches? There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not Capri Sun mm-hmm. brand, but there was a company that was selling pre made margaritas in a pouch. You just pop a straw mm-hmm. in it and yeah, drink yeah. Up. Maybe like alcoholic baby formula next. I mean, like, there's no limit. I mean, they'll sleep better, right? Exactly. Yeah. Win on every better. level. Okay. So, anyways, guys. Well, let's, all that being said, let's wrap this thing up. Get the hell out of here. I've been. Uh, I don't feel appreciated at all on this episode. So, <laughs> I don't appreciate any of you for making me feel that way. But we love all you all that are listening. So right now, hit that subscribe button. Do it right now so you can listen to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. Be sure to uh, share this if you do, if you can and check us out on the next one. Man, I am failing on all accounts. We'll and see. Can, and you can find us on <laughs> iTunes and Spotify and Podbean because we haven't uh, received a contract yet on Spotify. There you go. We haven't see? sold out. Not we haven't yet. sold out. Hashtag sold out. I'm, I am becoming oblivious. Love you guys. See you on the next one. Spotify, please buy us. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Arctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, a.k.a. Anita. 
And what it does is it measures like I know it's snooze fest, but there's a all right. So so this one time when I was younger, um, we did not have internet, and my mom was leaving for a week, and we wanted to have internet, so we signed up for one of those free trials. This is back like dial-up days, so we signed up for a free trial, and we used the name Anita Dump um, <laughs> as the trial name, and so like. We pulled it off flawlessly. We had internet for a week. My mom wasn't there. She came back. We turned it off. No, no big deal. Then she comes back weeks later. She gets a phone call from this company. And they're like, we're, uh, we're calling for Anita Dump. And she goes, you need a dump? And I lost it. Like, she couldn't even be mad about it. It was so funny. I can't believe they actually called. Oh, man. <laughs>